Welcome to the Dad's Rank Things Podcast, a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things, from the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds, or what's left of them. Welcome to episode 18 of Dad's Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And uh, I'll tell you what, the way we're going to start this thing out, recently I was watching a cartoon movie, you know, we're dads, we have kids, so we gotta fall into that every once in a while, and I couldn't help but think, man, I, I feel like I'm relating to this cartoon character. Why? I don't know. It just happens along the way. But it got Jones and I thinking, what cartoon character are we most like? Now, for us, it's going to be a little difficult because we had to break it down and do it three times over. Depends on how many cartoons you watch. Right. Uh, for you, you the the listener or the viewer of our program, you can say, like, this is the char- character I'm most like, period. So we kind of separate our, our traits, our personality traits, and uh, went right into it. So these are the three cartoon characters that we are most like. Okay. What you got? Number three for me is Bugs Bunny. Okay, you went old school? I did, I did. Uh, You know, for me, Bugs Bunny is very uh, center of Mm attention-ish. You know, like if you're not paying attention to what Bugs is saying, he gets angry. He likes to be the center of attention. He likes to be the person that entertains other people. I have my own podcast with this guy, so it's obvious that those traits are are, uh, prevalent with me. So number three for me, old school, I think I'm like Bugs Bunny. Okay. Do you have an addiction to carrots? I I think they're okay. <laughs> but you don't have to have them all the time. <laughs> I'll tell you a story, actually. Uh, so the other night I was at a, a wedding reception, and uh, we had an incident a couple years ago at my daughter's birthday party where she snuck a bunch of Skittles, too many, and like puked up a rainbow. <laughs> yeah. All right? So she comes to me, and she's eating a bunch of food in this wedding reception. I'm like, hey, where'd you get that? She's like, over there by the food. I was like, are those Skittles? Are you, what I tell you about Skittles? You're going to puke up a rainbow. And she looks at me real, real serious. And she, she brings her hand up and she's like, it's a carrot. I was like, oh, eat as much of those as you want. <laughs> Probably won't be rainbow colored, but it no, could be I mean, orange. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think any kids like puke from too much carrots. And you guys can probably so. tell us wrong or right. But uh, I was like, whoops, my, Eat away. That's so yeah, that's uh, that's her addiction, not mine. So there's my number three. All right, my number three. I'm sticking with Looney Tunes. Yes. Mine is Tasmanian Devil. Yes. So both me and Taz, we like to go fast. Yeah. Uh, people can't understand us most of the time because we go so fast. We have an insatiable hunger. I'm never. He is always not hungry. hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we always leave a mess behind wherever we go. So this is the three similarities traits that me and the Tasmanian Devil have. Um, another trait that I like about him too is that um, he's kind in a way because you know. The Mrs. Taz, he he, he wanted he to. Is, he he wanted does to have a good heart in a way. Um, interesting fact, though, the guy who voiced Tasmanian Devil, Mel Blank, did it for yeah. thirty years. He voiced the entire Looney Tunes cast. Say, he did everybody Bugs else, Bunny, right? Tweety yeah. Bird, Sylvester, everybody, everybody yeah. Looney Tunes for thirty years. This guy did a one-man show. I, I never knew that, but actually put the pieces together in your head and you hear those voices and you're like, I can kind of see that. The same <laughs> like, tone. Taz's voice is like, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Like, He just made noises. Right. Like, uh, good, good lead off there. Good lead but off. That's my number three. My number two, go the opposite spectrum, is Inspector Gadget. 
Ooh. So Inspector Gadget, you know, he loves his technology, as do I. Okay. He has a passion for a family, as do I. Yeah, he does. And he walks into dumb luck and success, as do I. So hmm. sometimes things just happen my way. We're kind of clumsy. We're both clumsy that way. Uh, but again, family passion, technology, dumb luck. That's the reason why Inspector Gadget is my number two. I have to ask you if Inspector Gadget's uh, hairstyle has anything to do with yours. <laughs> I wish I had Inspector <laughs> I wish I had Inspector Gadget's hair. Um, he's got he's got a little more up here, yeah, but I think you're you're man coming out the side. You're managing it better than him. <laughs> Another similarity between me and Inspector Gadget: we both use the word wowzers as much as possible. Wowzers is one of my favorite words. <laughs> wowzers. Wowzers. Uh, number two for me is Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. From Ninja Turtles, yeah. Nice. Um, Leonardo is I, you ha, look. First of all, you have to be a fan of Ninja Turtles to understand that all four turtles have completely different personalities. <laughs> right. Are you a big enough fan to know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So Leonardo is kind of the leader of the group. Right. I consider myself uh, to have good leadership skills. Uh, he's athletic. That's the only one I could think of that could like bring in my athletic ability. Uh, and then, you know, he's in a situation where his friends, his family, uh, they get him into some trouble quite often. And so I feel like, yeah, that happens to me quite a bit too. So for right. me, my number two is, is Leo, as the kids would call him. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would, I, you know, my favorite color is blue. Yeah, it makes sense. Good. I would wear the blue mask uh, mm -hmm. if I was a Ninja Turtle. So I think for me, and, and that could be its own thing. It, maybe you would do this. Which, which Ninja, Ninja Turtle, Turtle are you? Which, uh, which color do you wear? I would be Donatello. I mean, purple is my favorite color. He's a smart guy. And he's kind of laid Donatello. back. Yeah, I think Donatello is my, my brand. Okay, see, there you go. Maybe you're Raph and you like to cause the trouble. Yeah. Maybe you're Mike and you don't give an F about anything <laughs> that happens in your life. <laughs> Mike's the chaos. He, he's, so he's the chaos I'm, I'm the Leo and that's that's kind of where I'm going on that. We should do Always Sunny cast members and Ninja Turtles. You could. We could, you could they could do an episode. Charlie is... Is, is uh, Mike? Mike, yeah. yeah by, they, by they, far. they should do Wild a card. They should do an episode where they're the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That's I think a crossover. Be great. Um, number one for me, and and this will make Jones happy. It's uh, it's Emmett from Lego Movie. Oh yeah. Uh, for me, for I can't build shit. Uh, just like him, um, and so I think. Every, every time I watch the Lego movie, I, I relate to that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And they're like, yeah, build this real quick. Awesome, like. And he'll be like, here's a bunk bed, right? Oh, a double-decker. Like, that's me. Like, I would be like, yeah, you know, here's what I can do. It's not much. Uh, sometimes I'm nice to a fault uh, to where it uh, maybe hurts me rather than helps me. Yeah. And I think that's him. But, you know, I seem to do okay in life just like him. He's... Somehow, as the movie progresses, he always does okay. Um, he got the girl. Yeah. He's my number one. I, I, I can't help but think, like, uh, yeah, those other traits of Bugs and Leo are there, but, you know, from Lego Movie, that's me. So, for the most part, you don't get mad at stuff, because he never blows up in either one of the movies. He just no, never I, blows yeah, up. No, the, the, the coach of me would blow up like Leo. Okay. Like that's where my Leonardo comes out when I'm mm -hmm. coaching my team and then I expect perfection doesn't happen. Right. Yeah, that's that's where he comes out. But yeah, Emmett for the most part, that's me. I like Emmett. He's one of my favorite characters. There you go. I knew I'd get this guy going on that one. Uh, my number one is going to like an adult. So Archer. So oh, Archer. it's a cartoon character that not many kids are familiar with. Um, Archer is super handsome. 
Uh, he's charismatic and a ladies' man. Uh, he's an international spy, but that's not where the similar similarities end. We're much more like. I would each say it's where they begin. We're mostly. Much more like each other. Um, he enjoys a good whiskey. Mm. Uh, he never takes anything too serious, which is one thing that I love about Archer. He can joke in any situation whatsoever. He does That's well. one thing I think my personality lends itself to is I don't get stressed out like Emmett. I mean, pretty much like that, um, but even to the, a point of finding humor in every single thing, and mm. I joke when I shouldn't, and that's what Archer is. Mm. If there was a word to describe both uh, Archer and I, I don't know if asshole-ish is a word, <laughs> but that's what my, I might use to combine me and Archer. I like it. I like it. I'm glad you went adult cartoon. Uh, I thought I thought about the difference, I think, between the kids' cartoons. Adult cartoons are just the same definition, like really extreme on things, but they're more mature. Right. And so it was hard for me to find that connection. It was a little bit easier with some kids' cartoons to mm -hmm. find that connection. I'll be interested to see what our, our uh, viewers and listeners think about where they fit in, what cartoon character are they most like, because it... it the spectrum is wide enough you can oh, yeah. find somebody. So we everybody has their favorite movies, but there are certain movies that may not be the top of our favorite list, but we just have to watch it whenever it's on. So that's if you go to a friend's house and it's on TV, reruns if you're watching reruns, or it could be that you have an old DVD that you break it out every now and then. I think too, vacations are a good time yeah. when you realize I, you know, I like this movie. I'm willing to sit through the commercials because it's vacation. I just want to relax. <laughs> right. What are you doing on vacation? You, know, you just relax. You get time. Yeah, so that's a time, you know, in a hotel, things like that. You don't have DVR. You can't watch what you want. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, you know, we're, we're going to tackle the movies that you always stop to watch no matter on. when they're on television mm -hmm. this could be stuff that you've seen one billion times or maybe just one time but you always got to watch it so my number three is going to be happy gilmore Good so choice. Happy, happy gilmore is the best adam sandler movie there was uh get at me but I think Happy Gilmore is one of those that has the rewatchability over and over and over again because it doesn't lack I would say enthusiasm no, so there's no parts of that movie that lack enthusiasm, which again keeps your attention, which is good to see on a movie you can watch over and over and over again. I, I first of all, I love your choice. I love that movie. It's definitely like one of my top comedies of all time, maybe top three sports movies of all time. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and our generation's a little different. We have a viewership that I know leans towards the the caddyshack probably of our yeah. times uh and that's just you know hey we're a good show dad's ranked things we have our generation but we also have an older generation that that watches our show that they would lean towards the caddyshack so what they have to understand is happy gilmore is the caddyshack of our time true like without question like you quote it when you play golf you right. quote it in life <laughs> same for the people that are a little bit older than us they quote caddyshack in life they quote it when they golf do i think there's going to be another movie that parodies golf 10 years from now and is awesome i think so you think yeah it, it, you got it's, two it's, yeah it's two all-time wildly successful golf movies right. within that time so i think it's going to happen again so good on you I think that's a good choice. Uh, for me, if you're a, a follower of Dad's Rankings, you love the show, you're not going to be surprised with my number three, and my number three is Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. 
And John Why Wilson. is that not your number one? Home Alone's been mentioned uh, more times than any other movie on this podcast. Because it's never on in like year round. That's true. Yeah, it's it, only the it, holiday time period. Even if you consider Home Alone not a, a holiday classic, which me I consider it a classic period. It's it's unfortunately got the holiday classic tab. Am I right? Like so, right. it can't be my number one because, well, quite honestly, it's not on that much. <laughs> okay. So that's the uh, only reason why it's not there. Yeah. So uh, it's my number three. My number two. This may surprise a lot of people. I'm gonna go down the road that Jones kind of went down, uh, and that's Ace Ventura. Really. I just oh my I love I it disagree with that I love it so much oh. I love the stupidity of it I don't see a downtime in the movie that that I would say I can't watch it during this scene which you know I thought of like so my favorite sports movie of all time this will come up again so I'm just mm -hmm. gonna give it away now major leagues to me the best sports movie of all time okay but there are slow times in the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a drama. It's not a comedy. It's a right. So I pictured in my head me flipping through the, the stations, right? And I'm like, oh, right. downtime in Major League. I love this movie. What else is on? <laughs> right. Ace Ventura? It's so stupid. Every moment I get is going to have some sort of stupid one-liner. I have to hear what Ace says in it. I... So you're not an Ace Ventura fan? No. I, it's I... one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really um, think that it's one at, that gets annoying. Like, if you want to use the kids' terms like Jones used, get at me, I don't care. It's so amazing. It's hilarious. Uh, actually, I got good news. You're going to love this. Uh, Morgan Creek, I think, is a production company that owns the rights to Ace Ventura. They have not sold any bit of the rights, which means... We could be in for a reboot, people. <laughs> Please no. That was announced in twenty. It was like four years ago. They announced that they they might be in the if there if was a Jim Carrey one, right? is yeah. Nate, when Nature <laughs> Calls was horrible, there might be a third one. I don't know. I think there might be two or a directed DVD right. or something like that. But they they might they have the ability to do a reboot. Mm. It I'm made Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's one of the most famous. You know what happened to Dumb and Dumber, right? That, that's that's what's going to happen to Ace Ventura if they redo that. I know. I'm aware of that, but I'm excited. A, B, that that movie, like Dumb and Dumber, wouldn't exist if Jim Carrey didn't have the liberty to do what he wanted in that movie. I really believe that. He he was a good comic for two years. Uh, that, okay. It got, it got oh, old. I think, I'm, and I might be wrong. You can check me on this, people, but I think you'll find it. Rick Moranis was the other decision for that, other option for that. Hmm. Look a lot it, different. It jumped. It, it kickstarted Carrie's career. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Okay. All right. So we disagree on that one. But number two for me is Independence Day. So the patriot that I am, whenever that is on, I just want to get to the speech personally. Like there, there's in between parts where Bill Paxton's uh, speech. Yeah, Bill Paxton's speech. Whenever he gives, you know, this is a, our Independence Day. Love it. Uh, so Will Smith, I love almost every movie that he's in, at least uh, pre 2005. Um, but that whole movie, the the feel. Uh, the action. I mean, it's one of my favorite action movies of all time, and comedy. I mean, it has jokes in it all the time. Oh yeah, Will Will carries the comic relief almost himself, and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is amazing. I don't feel like it's on enough. It's not on enough. It's on around. It you was know, July Fourth, probably ten years ago. It was on more than yeah. what it is now. Like so, I, it has aged. But. No, you're right. I feel like our kids won't really know. Yeah, we and, went through a time where it. It was all, on all the time. I'm not going to say it was like as much as Shawshank, 
but, but on TNT and TBS. You're it, right. It was, it was on, on and it's just not anymore. Yeah, and it's you a can't, shame. You can't find it as much. But I love that movie. Mm -hmm. I hate that it ramped off into some other sequel, sequels that right. didn't do well. But around July 4th, somewhere like Home Alone, sometimes they'll do a whole 24 hours of yeah. Independence Day rerun all the time. That's, that's not all the time. Glorious. You, you would never leave the TV right. because you can't stop watching it. That's what you promised. <laughs> all right, number one for me. Number one for me is Gladiator. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I went I went serious. I'm sorry. I went deep. Um, that's a long movie, too. That's a good two and a half hours. No, no, it's not. It's no Braveheart's like three hours. Gladiator, we'll slip it in under two, maybe two. With commercials, yeah, it's like three <laughs> to four. Six. Now that I think about it. But what I found out, okay, first of all, Braveheart's my, one of my favorite movies of all time. That's probably too long for me to sit and watch on television. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so... Gladiator would be my close second, and I and I realized in some research, Russell Crowe, you know he's pretty uh, badass. He 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 got some injuries during this. Well, I'm sure I he got, did his I own got, stunts, right? I got a list of them. You ready? He lost all feeling in his right forefinger for two years. I found that very weird. That was after hmm. a sword fight. He got hit on the forefinger. Mm, they didn't think any, yeah, they didn't think it, it did anything. Really, but then he couldn't feel anything for yeah. two years. Hmm. Uh, he hurt his Achilles tendon. He broke a, a bone in his foot. He cracked his hip bone. Uh, he popped his bicep tendon out of their socket. Mm. Those are like the five, like possible. five different injuries that he did making that movie. Because you know what? That movie's badass, and you all should respect that movie. It's a good flick. There's that a lot does. of other things with that movie, too, but Gladiator's just very good. I heard it may be redone or, or sequeled. God, hmm. please, no. stop. You gotta leave them alone. Stop. That was, the, that was the first movies that I bought on DVD. Good for you. That was a, I knew I liked him for a reason. It's a classic. <laughs> uh, my number one, uh, <laughs> again, opposite of what you do, Super Troopers. So, Super Troopers, I've seen this movie well over 100 times in my lifetime. But if it's on, say, Comedy Central, or they ever put it on Amazon Prime or Netflix, it's going to be on repeat in my house. Now, Super Troopers 2, again, sequel killed it, what it was. But the original Super Troopers is a modern comedy classic. I'll go outside of a cult classic because I think it's reached mainstream. Yeah, I would say it's just outside of a cult classic. It's very good. These schnozberries do taste like, like schnozberries. schnozberries. Uh, number of movie quotes that come from that movie it's very it's a lot. insane it's a lot they did they did a great job now it probably takes from our generation to quote that movie because kids nowadays have no idea what super troopers is or any of the actors probably from there now <laughs> beer fest did bring yeah, broken lizard kind of back into the conversation yeah. but still even beer fest is 10 years old yeah so i'll test your theory okay okay uh everyone knows i coach soccer mm-hmm and so we like to put in some movies and just see how they how they sit for the younger generation. Mm -hmm. For example, we put in Kingpin. I, I think Kingpin's fantastic. Yeah, for a younger generation. I got we got booed yeah. and we had to take it out. Right, so you never know. Um, look, I thought Super Troopers Two was going to be the worst movie ever, and then as it ended, I was like, man, I made it through that movie. I laughed a lot. Yeah. It, Watch it. I'd say I would say you can watch it. Yeah, it's a decent comedy sequel, not like Ace Ventura. Now too. I don't know where he is on this because you know he has a weird the weird cable, but uh, <laughs> Tacoma FD has two of the main stars. He doesn't even know this, do you? 
Yeah, those. Oh, it, two of the main stars from Super Troopers, and they started their own uh, sitcom. Tacoma FD, I've I finished the first season. I'm gonna be honest, when I've watched the first two episodes, I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this show because it's so stupid. But then I thought, you know what? Super Troopers was so stupid, you kept watching it. Yeah. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I like it. It's enjoyable. To those of our audience that liked Super Troopers, watch Tacoma FD. Don't give up after two episodes. It's funny. They know they're being stupid. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the whole point, right? Yeah. They're being the stupid. It's a good show. I enjoyed it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm recommending it. TV recommendation. You only get that often. Dad's ranked things. So this is the last suggestion that we're going to do from Tyler's sister. <laughs> this is hers? Yes, this is hers again. Get a life! What are you doing, she Tiffany? Loves, she loves her Disney and she loves her brother. Oh, uh, America. So, this is the best Disney villains, or the worst Disney villains, depending on how you measure it. Our uh, favorite. We'll do our favorite. I, I think it's most evil, is kind of how I graded Jeez, it. Jeez, I didn't or the go most that memorable. Um, so we're talking about over 80 years of Disney movies. That's true. Which one stands out to us? So top three. Uh, I'll start off with my number three, and that's Ursula. She is an eight-armed creep show. <laughs> she wanted to get with Prince Eric. She stole souls away from sea and humankind alike. I was scared to go into the ocean as a kid. Not because of Jaws, but because of the Little Mermaid. Wow. That's how freaky Ursula was to Ursula, a young and impressionable Jones. She really affected your life. She, she did. She was weird. I thought she was I mean, kind of soft. You, you know? thought she was soft? Yeah, I thought she was soft. She steals people's souls. Yeah, well, you know, you had to like really make her mad to do that. And then I figured if I was jumping in the ocean, no one's getting my soul. Maybe my leg would give me sting me a little bit. Did, but... did a half octopus, half woman scare you at all? No, no, she could no? sing pretty decent. So she, she had a decent yeah, voice. I thought that, that she had some some arts and entertainment value. She does remind you of an old art teacher, which is kind of odd to say. I think I like... had her for art, actually. But uh, my number three is Captain Hook. And uh, as I was doing research, I found an awesome quote that I felt defined Captain Hook, and that was that... Captain Hook had an elegance of diction. And I was like, he does! Like, yeah. oh my god, like, he cares about his words, and he loves, like, the English language, uh, and it made him a be better character, and I'm like, oh, that's so much like me. Like, I really <laughs> like the English language, and I want to use as much of it as I can. And look, his portrayal has been uh, pretty wide on the spectrum. Like, he's in a long time ago he was portrayed as pretty serious and and and, and mean and, mm -hmm. and hard to to get around and i think as his character has uh developed through time it's like you know he's a scaredy cat and uh he, you know he, he's scared of his own blood and obviously scared of crocodiles. I mean, you would be too if yours got bit off. So screw you for for judging Captain Hook. He's got flaws. Did, he, did his arm really get bit off by an alligator? That's the reason why he lost it? Yeah. I believe technically it was a crocodile. Hmm. Like so a Peggy Gilmore, huh? Yeah, so he has a fear of crocs. Uh, number two uh, villain for me is Scar. Two, huh? Yeah, number two is Scar. Uh, for me... Well, first of all, he got a raw deal. Yes. All right? so, so that's where the pity party comes in. Look, he was uh, Mufasa's younger brother. Mm hmm So when Mufasa dies, he was going to My boy should take over the Pride Lands. But you're going to give it to some kid? 
Some kid? Some nobody? So that, that's how they set I'm it up. Sorry. I love, I'm I love, sorry. I love how the Lion King sets it up. By the way, Scar's my number one. Um, I love how the Lion King sets it up because they make you feel sorry for him in the beginning. Then you realize halfway through the movie, he got screwed. He Well, he kills his own brother. <laughs> Come on, he so, got a, regardless of the death of Mufasa, he got a raw deal, guys. <laughs> I think in any uh, kingdom where you have a monarchy, it's going to oh, have monarchy where, oh. you, where you have... Uh, daughters and sons take over the kingdom rather than brothers and sisters. The lineage doesn't go necessarily that way. So he's got to understand. You're sticking to the strict lineage, <laughs> right? That the son has to take over. Now, a weird thing about Scar, of course, is that he tries to marry his brother's widow. Tries to force him into lion marriage, which I have no idea why. Lion uh, marriage is very serious, <laughs> right? But I will say another reason why I hate Scar. He is one of the most hey, but love. I hate Bala. You, you gotta of, love kinda, a good villain. Yeah, I love, you love the contract. Um, but I, I, the reason why Scar made it to number one for me is because of the song that he sings in the movie. Now, in the cartoon version, the song is much bigger, grander. Have you already live seen action, the live yeah, action? I went this weekend. The live action you is much shorter. Just because the guy can't sing. But <laughs> it's be prepared. That song is an atrocity to all Disney songs. Ouch. I hope Scar's family is not listening. <laughs> I also named my my Jeep that we just bought Scar. Why? You know, it's kind of a badass name. <laughs> okay. You just you like know. the name. Yeah, everyone likes the name Scar. Europe. I'm going to revert back to number two since Scar was my number one. My number two is Cruella DeVille. Oh, Cruella. She has cruel in the name, and she wants to skin puppies so she can wear them as coats. Those two things should put her atop anybody's list, period. But the third thing, she smoked one of those long cigarettes. <laughs> I call those like, like stuck up Virginia biatch. Slims. Yeah. <laughs> Who smokes those? I mean, that put me over the top. I was like, I hate this woman just because of that. Well, everybody loves puppies, but everybody hates the long cigarettes. She hates puppies, and she loves long cigarettes. Yes. A lot of things. She's things like the opposite hate. of most people. And the thing about her, too, her look. Like, she hates bacon, probably. I haven't seen that movie forever, but I looked at pictures as I was researching this. It's a good movie. Have you seen her face the way that she was animated? It's like a diamond. It's very concave. It looks like she's been snorting meth before it was cool. Nah, nah, she... <laughs> that could be. That could, it could be the meth, yes. It could be the meth. What's your number one? Alright, uh, my number one villain is Gaston. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like that guy. I love Gaston. You, you love know? him? Well, you know... Uh, when Beauty and the Beast was first written, Gaston was not even a character. Did you know that? No. As the story adapted, they felt the story needed just someone to offset what was happening between the, the Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. So Gaston was created in later uh, takes of Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. He, I guess, developed into what was someone... And this was big for Disney at the time, because if you think about it, especially with what you just said recently, Disney had never done someone that was, like, very attractive. Okay. Besides the Prince Charming. As like the that. villain. Right. Right? So, they said that they based his character off of soap opera, soap opera actors. Hmm. And Gaston filled that void of like, hey, this is what we'll make him look like. And so he was a brand new type of villain that Disney had not yet explored. Good thing they did, because, you know, Frozen was very yeah, uh, popular. Yeah, I think that's where Hans came from. Hans probably came Gaston. from Gaston. Mm -hmm. 
I like that Gaston was, uh, you know, kind of a smart ass, but you know, knew what he wanted. Had a dumb sidekick. Uh, it was. It, they did very well with it, and so there was a lot of history. I think that uh, spilled over into Gaston's changing of what a villain can look like in Disney characters, and he might have just changed the game. And he's you know, the hottest villain out there, really. Yeah, I, I did like Disney's take on Gaston in the animated, not in necessarily the live action. Live action was ah. a little over the top, but in the animated version, I think he brought um, depth to villainy because he Absolutely. had a purpose, almost say you will from Avengers in using Thanos. Because technically, in that I, and I can see it. I guess the way that it was written, the Beast character could be the villain, and then he just changes right. so much into a good guy. But Gaston's the reverse opposite, where he's a good in the beginning and becomes in at the end. God, he's so smart. Like, I, you know, we should pay him maybe. I don't know. <laughs>